and they won a series with Toronto. So I think that's got to pump them up a bit. They got to be riding off that for sure. I think they'll, and they've been the underdogs in every single series. They're going to be on the underdogs again. And I think they're riding off that too. They're ready to play. All right. Welcome back to Unlimited. Before we get started, make sure you guys subscribe to the channel, like the video, follow at Unlimited Pod on Instagram as well. We got an exciting one today. There is a Canadian team crowned in the North Division, and we're going to talk about it today. Les Canadiens de Montréal are the kings right. of the North, and I had to get a Habs fan on to talk about this. It was only right, right? Like Even though I'm a Leafs fan, I knew this time would come. I had to get a Habs fan on the podcast to talk about the success of their team. So, yeah, he's a Habs fan. He's a big Jays fan, NFL fan, and pro hockey life's very own. It's Luke LeBlanc. Luke, how are you doing today? I'm good. Thank you, Aiden. Thanks for having me on the podcast. Glad to be here. First time appearance. Second pro hockey life uh, worker on. I had Matt back on in in February. Um, So that that was a good one. So let's see if we can top that one. So yeah, the Canadians, uh, that's basically going to be the premise of this podcast. We'll talk a little bit of Leafs as well um, and just some general mm-hmm. NHL stuff uh, later on. But uh, first off, did you see the CN Tower lights yesterday? Yeah, I posted <laughs> it on my Instagram. <laughs> oh, did you really? You put it on your story? Yeah, just to kind of tease the Leafs fans and my, my following of uh, Canada's team, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So what, what did you make of that? I did that? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I was surprised that they did that too. Whoever runs the CN Tower Lights is one of those fans who just wants a Canadian team to win it. And I don't know. That's that's probably the re- main reason. You have a lot of casual fans, I guess you could call them, that just want a Canadian team to win. But right. if you're a competitive person, you probably just want your Canadian team to win if you're a Leaf fan or you're a Habs fan or a Jets fan or whatever. I wonder who decides on that. Like, is it just the people at the CN Tower that could decide what lights to, to, to be put on? Like, I feel like you got to talk to like Justin Trudeau about that. <laughs> or like, I, no, not maybe not Trudeau, but like Doug Ford, maybe something like that, Even, just to, to give him permission. Because like probably a bunch of 20 year olds who are like, ah, what, what colors do we need now? Yeah, uh, yeah, I guess it makes sense. But like, yeah, when I first saw it, like I was okay with it. Like, okay, sure, we're, we're showing some respect. They, they deserve it. You know, good mm-hmm. sportsmanship from Toronto. But then my, my friend texted me like, hey, we're not the capital of Canada. Like, why are we doing this? This is Toronto. <laughs> like, we just lost to them in the first round and we're showing respect. Like, imagine it yeah. was like Boston colors or something in, in years past. Yeah, at least with the Canadian theme, it kind of, you can sort of attribute like a, I don't know, a meaning to it. But the more you think about it, it's like, why is Toronto doing that? They could have just said no. It's yeah. it's gotta be some per- person that's like yes. Ah, uh, no. You know what? They're a Habs fan. That's why. They Probably. Yeah. They're bandwagon. They're jumping on, on the Habs board. bandwagon. Yeah, for sure. A, a, a Habs fan that's uh, very good with their words that can that could uh, convince <laughs> somebody like yeah, it, it makes sense, right? Canada's team. We gotta do it, guys. Come on. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, like I, I don't really care, but. It, it, I love how people are just making like a meme out of it now. Like Toronto mm-hmm. is like one of the only city to like actually trip themselves essentially like <laughs> by, by doing that. Like you're just trolling your own city. So only, only Leafs nation could be able to pull that off. So, I mean, I don't know. Hopefully they, Ooh, they don't stick yeah. with those colors for, uh, for a couple more days. Hopefully they get <laughs> rid of them. A day or something. Leafs fans have to have a self-deprecating sense of humor at this point, based on what they put themselves through. 
Exactly. So and we'll, uh... <laughs> we'll get into that. We'll get into that a, a bit later. Um, well, let's stick on, I guess, the positives um, for you, at mm-hmm. least uh, as a Canadians fan. Um, so yeah, even though they've only re- won two rounds so far, you got to be feeling pretty good about maybe their, their chances heading into to round three. So um, I guess just what does this moment like mean to you as a, a Habs fan to start off, like making it to the third round? Like you've obviously seen it once before i think once yeah, before 2010 i think it was, was that the uh the penguins washington thing um or was it, was it no i think wasn't it um the rangers the rangers and uh and montreal and yeah the I think we, oh man because it was I like was uh, it was washington and P- pittsburgh then we met philly and lost to philly uh that must have been no, a I can't while back was. do you, do you remember 2010. 2010 i feel like it was more recent i think it was like 2014 it was the canadians and the rangers in the eastern conference final carrie price got injured yeah and dustin tokarski yep. had to come in you remember that I vividly remember that. <laughs> <laughs> very that's, bad memories of that so yeah that, that's basically i guess what lost them the series but i think tokarski kept them in a few games at least but yeah, the yeah rangers but it's just like a whole games. mental thing you lose carrie price lose carrie price in the playoffs and just everybody's skill level their overall level just goes down a little bit because they, they just don't have that boost from their 10 definitely especially like the, the confidence so so yeah like well yeah. H- how you feeling how you feeling about this team i almost haven't like wrapped my head around the fact that like we're actually in the conference finals i haven't seen this for such a long time and i certainly didn't expect it to happen yeah going into a series against the toronto maple leafs oh man i did not see it coming this far uh I definitely felt better against facing the Jets versus the Leafs, but right. making it this far, I haven't thought about it too hard. <laughs> Just living in living in the moment, I guess. Yeah, and like it's... we were talking like in the Leafs series a bit, and you said mm. you weren't even watching the games. Like you knew they were going <laughs> to lose. Stressful. Too, too stressful. Too stressful, especially when you're three down. No, I wasn't watching. <laughs> I didn't even watch that fifth game, I don't think, until, I don't know, did that go to OT? Yes, it did. And that was the two on O. Then I think I turned on for the third period because it's like, wow, we are actually might do this. Right. And then did you watch game six and seven then? Yeah, once we once we won one game, then I had to watch the rest of the series for sure. And I didn't turn off anything. I was watching the whole thing. Yeah, uh, it was a pretty exciting series, especially for you, I guess, coming out on top there. So but they got uh, a tough yeah. they got a tough challenge coming up in in the next round now. We don't know who it is. Vegas is up three games to two on Colorado. Great game last yep. night. Mark Stone with the, the overtime winner. What a shot um, over mm-hmm. Grubauer there. Um, what's your confidence level heading into a possible series against like the Golden Knights or the Avalanche? Because in my point of view, and mm-hmm. honestly, in, in a lot of people's point of view, they see the North Division as a complete lower tier than mm-hmm. the other divisions out there because of the, the competition level in the North Division is clearly weaker than the other divisions. But do you think Montreal mm-hmm. has a chance to at least compete with them or win? But yeah. it's going to be tough. Like Colorado and and, uh, and Vegas, they're like the two top teams in the NHL. Yeah, this is going to be the toughest challenge, like even more so than Toronto was. Like got a team that can score just as much, if not more, on either side, Vegas or Colorado, they both score a lot of goals and then they got defense. And then the goalie like Flurry, who is now on a three three win streak, which is 
if he gets that fourth one, you don't want to be facing Vegas when Vegas when scores as much as they do. Mm-hmm. And they have Flurry, who is hot right now. So that's a scary challenge. They're, both teams, I don't want to say have no confidence. I have to have some confidence in my team, especially what they've pulled off. Their confidence is at, at an all-time high right now. I I don't see why we couldn't pull it off, but I got to keep my, I don't know, I got to keep it in check. I can't say like, ah, it's no problem. It's going to be like 50-50. 50-50, okay. <laughs> I'll t- I think the, the, the Habs would take that for sure. In my opinion, like it just depends on Carey Price. Like you brought it, brought mm-hmm. him up earlier. Like if Carey Price continues to play the way that he's been playing, especially in this mm-hmm. last series against the Jets, excluding last game, game four, he didn't play his mm-hmm. best game, but the Montreal Canadiens bailed him out. Finally, they had to do that. Yeah. Um, I think he can single-handedly win them a series, but that's going to be such an entertaining series. It, I don't, I don't know who it's going to be at this point. I think Colorado is not done. I think they can come back and yeah. win this still, but it's just going to be. Where are they playing? Are they going to? They're going to Vegas. Vegas, yeah. Game six. And Vegas is up. I know. That's tough. And Colorado hasn't won a, a game in Vegas yet this series. So. And Vegas is on a streak for three wins in a row. <laughs> so exactly. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Vegas pulls this off. They got more playoff experience too in the in the past. That's true. Yeah, and Mark Andre Fleury as well. He's won yeah. three cups before. He knows all about the that experience. And yeah, I don't mm-hmm. know. It's it's going to be a big challenge for Colorado heading into to that game. But uh, we'll touch mm-hmm. on that series a little bit more later. But I guess just going back to to the Jets and and the Hab series. You said that you thought it'd be an easier series than it was against the Leafs. And I agree with that too. Yeah, definitely. But were you expecting it to end in four though? (laughs) In in four? No, I did think we would probably come out strong. You don't come back from the Leafs down three games, three to one. And then I I was getting like Columbus and Tampa vibes and whatever year that happened where they swept them, where Columbus for that last like stretch they had to win like eight of their last 10 to make the playoffs. And like Tampa was on a record setting like uh, season where they were just cruising for the last like quarter of the season because they had clinched it so far. Yeah. Like so shot, whatever, a few games in. So I don't know. I was getting the Colorado Tampa vibes like Montreal just clawed and scratched their way out of that series against Toronto and Winnipeg just, cruise by Edmonton so yeah Montreal was just ready to pounce on the next series and Winnipeg was not they had a long rest too like close to 10 days uh-huh. as well as just cruising through Edmonton so I had really high hopes for Montreal against them actually I didn't think it would go four but I still thought like five maybe yeah I had pretty good confidence in Montreal too heading into this one and even if the Leafs were to make it too I Honestly, maybe a bit less confidence just because it's the Leafs and we did blow a... <laughs> if we won game seven, I wouldn't have that much confidence heading into to, uh, the second round, I don't think. Because just the fact that we blew mm-hmm. a 3-1 series lead and they tied it 3-3 against us, I was like, oh no, mm-hmm. we can't close this out in, in game five or, or game six. That, that's not a good thing. Um, yeah. But no, Montreal... Montreal was very confident. And like you said, the rest period, I think, was key because Winnipeg had so much time off. And Montreal was in a, a tough, tough series where they were facing adversity every single game, it seemed like. Yeah. They were able to yeah. come back in a bunch of these games. And 
they were more, I guess, war ready or like battle, battle tested, whatever term you want to use. Yeah, but they, fair, yeah. they had to go through a much bigger challenge in the Leafs and Winnipeg mm-hmm. just coasted by Connor McDavid for some reason. Um, I mean, that's all they have to coast by. Uh, yeah, and I saw as well, <laughs> but there you go. Yeah, I know you're right. I have the goaltending there. And then as soon as, I guess, game one ends and the Jake Evans hit happens, you got Mark yeah. Shifley out of the lineup. That's kind of when Montreal's confidence must have gone even higher. You're, you're, you're losing. That's when like Winnipeg loses their confidence, if anything. Montreal's right. already got the confidence, but Winnipeg loses it. Shifley is a big part of their team scoring and, you know, just mentality. He just brings that energy to them, I think. And losing that's huge. First line center. Yeah. Why he didn't, he said he didn't want to even appeal it. He said he didn't want to be a distraction as if he wasn't already. But he said he didn't want to be more, more of a distraction for the team to, you know, get the appeal and all that mess in there and stuff like that. Yeah. Use the energy there. And that's, that killed him. I'm surprised he, he did that because I, I didn't think Shifley was that type of player. And I guess we can talk a bit about that suspension. Did you think that, that he was worthy of, of getting the four games that he did? Or do you think it should have been a bit less? Four seems so excessive, except especially for the playoffs. I, I was, when I was talking to people, I'm saying one. I'm expecting one. I think I want two. Right. Like, trying not to be biased. I thought the league would give him one game because it was just a long charge, but it's the playoffs. So it's like you probably get two games in like the regular season, but playoffs will just get one. Because you think it was late. Do you think the injury itself had had something to do with the amount of games that he got? Like having Evans been stretched off and having the concussion, do you think that played a factor? It always does, right? I feel yeah. like it always does. If he got up and just skated off, it's hard to say that he would still get a four-game suspension. It was all it was a charge. He skated like 200 feet right to him. Unnecessary hit, even if it was right. clean, I guess. But he did make contact with the head. I haven't seen that kind of close of an angle. It was kind of like, I think, the shoulder, chin area. Like, it wasn't direct contact yeah. with the head, I don't think. But then also... But a lot hit- through it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And then when he hit the ice, it was head first as well. That or he did hit, hit mm. the back of his head onto the ice. So I think that might have had something to do with the concussion as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that was just a scary sight to see. Do Do you think Shifley could have prevented that goal from going in? Like he should have. He should have went for the puck in, instead of going for the hit. That was the other thing. He never played the puck. Why yeah. does he? Even in like the league's own video, they said, "Yep, Shifley led." Put, took his hand off the stick. He was never playing the puck. Yeah. Which probably reinforced their decision, maybe to even add a game. It's like he wasn't ever playing the puck. He went straight for the guy. This is charging. This is, this just looks terrible in the league. Um, could he have stopped it? Maybe. I don't, I don't like, think so. Yeah. I think he still would have wrapped around and got hit regardless. Right. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. When, when Evans was skating down the, the ice i was like oh boy i hope he's aware he's gonna have people trying to stop him it's not gonna be fast enough to bounce off the boards and back to him he's gonna have to wrap it around right the guys are gonna be able to catch catch him at that point so i hope he's ready to be aware of that situation and instead of just looking up and playing it safe going around or whatever he just went for it it was his birthday so maybe he's like gotta get the birthday goal was it his birthday i didn't even know that jake evans turned 25 on that day Oh my goodness. That's yeah. a, it's a tough birthday present. Oh no. I didn't even know that. that that's another underlying st- storyline to that. Wow. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah. I think maybe his headspace was like, got to get the goal. Got to get the goal. It's my birthday. It's the playoffs, whatever. Just got to get it. Empty net. I think yeah. there's 56 seconds left. Yeah, that's a big goal. Oh. You, you put away, you put yeah. away the, the, the game um, if you score there. And yeah, I guess I guess he could have kept his head up a little bit more, or like you said, yeah, like just know didn't. that it, it was coming. Yeah, he did, he just didn't at all. He was going yeah. straight for the goal, and you know you got to take yeah. one for the team there. I guess he he sealed the victory. Um, and yeah. I think I think he's he's doing like limited workouts now for for Montreal. He was like, on the ice today, apparently. He was on the ice today. Beginning skating, yeah. Okay, so that's a good sign, and good thing it wasn't like anything more than a concussion as well. Um, yeah, just but he has concussion history, which is a bit. I don't know. I'm a bit uh, nervous about he has history with that. Right. But Lekkonen fitting into his spot is perfect. They're kind of the same player. And Lekkonen right. already has two goals, I think. Yeah, he's oh, looked really against good. Against Winnipeg. Yeah. yeah. The Habs Defense just, kind of guy. We'll, we'll talk about, like, some of the additions that they've they've made to their lineup this year as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Cole Caulfield obviously didn't start the series um, against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely a, a big debate um, around the hockey world. Why isn't this guy playing if he's basically one of the only offensive-minded players that Montreal has that that could be yeah. in their top six at least? Um, mm-hmm. So I guess, like, I, I could just straight up ask you, like, what are your thoughts on on Cole Caulfield are? But what have mm-hmm. you liked about his game so far? And do you think it was the right decision to bring him in at the time that they did, or should they have brought him in a lot uh, sooner to start that series? I I think they didn't play him because they just wanted to play all i don't know the guys who were safe like yeah he's a rookie which is probably why romanov didn't play either and kokaniemi didn't play either they're just they're kind of younger they just they can't risk the dumb mistakes and they need to just grind out the game they had a game plan already and they played out the same way for the rest of the series they just had to take the risk of adding those guys later like kokaniemi and caulfield but they want to play that super safe. They want to win exactly like how they did in the game one, two, one, just grind out that kind of that game. Just shut down everybody, play super defensive, very boring hockey, but yeah. Um, get the job though. done. Yeah. yeah. It's like the Islanders. <laughs> the Islanders <laughs> against Boston. It's a bo- boring style of hockey, just shut down. And that's what works against a team like Toronto. Cause that's exactly mm-hmm. what they did in game seven. And we'll talk a little bit about that later, I guess, but yeah, that's yeah. exactly what they did. They just played boring hockey. Um, I, both teams are very conservative and that's how Montreal won the game. But yeah, I've, I really, I really liked Cole Caulfield. I, I, I don't see why, yeah. I don't see why Montreal waited um, till game three to, to put him in really. But I, I do agree mm-hmm. with what you're saying. Maybe you give the, the young guys a little bit, some time to watch from the press box, get used to seeing yeah, playoff yeah. hockey maybe. Um, but uh, no, he's been a tremendous addition. And I don't, I don't know if they, they probably still make it to round three with actually, I don't know. Do do they even win that series against Toronto without Cole Caulfield? That's a, that's definitely could be up for, for debate because he's he a yeah. big impact player. I mean, he got the OT goal in game six. Well, he didn't get the OT goal, but he was very yeah, integral to he that goal. He picked off the pass or Galchenyuk yeah. passed it right to him, I guess. That's but. the thing. Would, like You can talk about the two on O, whatever, but anyone can do that. But would Caulfield, would the other player have been there to block that pass? Yeah. Would they have played at that high up or would they have been a bit more defensive minded? Caulfield's thinking, like, if. I'm an offensive guy. I'm going to be right here to go for the breakaway or whatever. Maybe somebody else like a Lekkonen would have just played a more defensive and would not have been there. Maybe he would have Caulfield missed the is... net on the 2-on-0 as well. <laughs> <laughs> he would have gone for the shot. And he would have gone for the shot. 
Yeah, exactly. I'm surprised or, Caulfield actually didn't shoot that. And then Lekkonen's also uh, left-handed, right? So and Caulfield's yeah, right-handed. Wing, yeah. So yeah. Uh, maybe that could have thrown it off. Yeah. You know what? In a completely yeah. different universe, the Toronto Maple Leafs won that series <laughs> in, <laughs> in, in game in game uh, five. Uh, yeah. Um, but no, I, I, yeah, Caulfield's been great. He's going to be an integral part if they want to make it past Colorado. And I think he could have a big series in him uh, heading into to round three. Um, mm-hmm. And he's not like a point per game type player yet, but he gets a point like every other game. And even yep. though it's not goals, he he manages to uh, to get the assists. And um, do you think they should be playing him more? Because I think the first three games of the series, he didn't play more than 13 minutes. He played around 12, 13 minutes. And then in the fourth game, he played 17. So do you think Montreal is just trying to get him more involved into the game? Do you Would you like to yeah. see bigger minutes from him heading into the third round? I think with the 17 minutes, he's getting probably what he deserves with that. Like, that's not first line minutes, but it's kind of up there. That's like more than William Nylander got. <laughs> <laughs> and he was probably their most important player. Yeah. The only I one know. driving offense. Uh, yeah. Kof, if you look at the, the time on ice that Montreal is doing, it looks like the first line is getting a lot. And then lines two, three, and four kind of all split similarly. Like as if Montreal, like Ducharme is just rolling the lines with the odd first line getting a couple extra shifts in there. So I don't know. They just, everyone's bought into one idea and everyone's getting equal shifts, if you will. And they're just rolling the lines like that. Caulfield obviously drives a lot of offense, so he's going to get a bit more time. But time on ice is very similar with everyone. It's around 13, 14 minutes. Do you think that's a problem heading into a, a series against like Colorado or Vegas? You're missing, I guess, those star players. Like Montreal mm-hmm. has some star players, but they don't have like that one elite line that can shut down Mm -hmm. another team's line or go toe-to-toe with like McKinnon right they -hmm. would put like Philip Deneau against that line Deneau is a good shutdown center like one of the top 10 I guess defensive centers in the league he shut Mm -hmm. down Matthews and um in this series he, he did well against the Jets but it's different when you're playing one of the best centers in the game yeah. in, in Nathan McKinnon and, and also maybe not just from a defensive side, but even an offensive side, they don't have one guy to just kind of win you a game with his scoring mm-hmm. ability that can change mm-hmm. a game just like that. Is that something that Montreal needs to, um, to worry about? Should, should it be worried or, or are you just confident enough in their defensive side of the game that they're able to, to win a series? I'm confident in that defensive game. We don't have the superstar to score, but we have the superstar in Deno. I'm not actually a superstar, <laughs> but but he can shut he can shut anybody down. I think McKinnon had an interview where he said that this, the toughest player to play against is Deno. Really? He said he called him out by name, saying he was the hardest player to play against. McKinnon or McDavid? Tough. Not McKinnon specifically. I'm pretty sure. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah, I was I was surprised that Deno was getting uh, the shadows like that. But specifically for McKinnon, he said that Deno was the hardest player to play against. I'm not, I don't know, lower confidence on Colorado. That's a scary team. But I wouldn't be surprised if we can shut down that top line more so than other teams could. Uh-huh. I'm sure they're still going to skate circles. It's McKinnon, Lannisfog, and Rantanen. It's not just McKinnon alone. Uh, and we have one Deno, not three. Yeah, as much as I would like more. 
definitely. But, you know, Montreal has a bunch of, like, even though they're not um, tremendously skilled offensively, they're playoff guys. Like Josh mm-hmm. Anderson, he has a great shot, physical, uses his body very well, gets it on the forecheck mm-hmm. very well. Um, and he can score goals. I think he was like a 30 goal scorer once in his, his, his NHL career. Montreal signed him to a a big contract. So they're betting on him to to score goals, uh, when it comes down to it in round three, um, to Foley Mm -hmm. as well. Another impact player. He scored the game winner, um, in Mm -hmm. game four. Um, so I, I really like just the fact that they have these not, I wouldn't say veterans, but guys like in the middle age that, that have been to the playoffs before that are bigger playoff guys. And I think that's going to really help them against a, maybe a younger team, uh, an inex- more inexperienced team yeah, than, uh, than the true. avalanche, maybe not so much Vegas. Vegas will be more similar to Montreal and, and yeah. maybe their ages and the way that they play, but Experience, Colorado, yeah. you got offense against defense. Vegas is more kind of in the middle, but Montreal mm-hmm. is really banking on, on their defense. And so the far defense. it's worked. So far, so far it's, it's worked. worked. Um, we we have a few cup winners on our team, Toffoli included. He won with yeah. uh, the Kings. Um, Joel Edmondson with the Blues. Eric Stahl is literally Eric Stahl. Corey Perry, I think, <laughs> won with the Ducks, right? Yes, he did, and he made it to the final last year with the Stars. Yeah, he knows what it's like to get far. Uh, they they lost in six games against Tampa, I think. Yep. Uh, so he knows what it's like to get there, and other guys on the team know know what it's like to win. Uh, uh-huh. Take Allen even with the Blues. Did he win the cup with them too? Yeah, he was their backup. I'm yeah, he sure. was. Yeah, yeah with Benning. Benning. Yeah. Um, so we have a lot of cup winners on the team, and you're right with Colorado. They're pretty young. Not a lot of cup experience on that team really at all. Uh, I I don't know what team would rather face if we're talking about that. Um, I want to talk about Romanov first because mm-hmm. he just okay. entered the lineup last game. And yeah. I was very iffy about this decision too, but maybe it's safe to put him in when you're up three games to zero. So in case he mm-hmm. does blow you the game, you got three more shots <laughs> at it. Um, yeah. But what did you, what did you think of Romanov in last game? Did he, did he fit in well for you? Do you like to see him back in the lineup come round three? I mean, it's going to be hard once Petrie's healthy and he'll probably play game one. Uh I don't know. Romanov is a rookie. That's probably just why he wasn't playing. And we're just so not deep on defense. We have a lot of guys, including um, John Merrill, I think his name is from Detroit. When we right. did that trade, he's still an option for us. Uh, Romanov though, just, he, he can be offensive. He's an offensive minded guy, but he hits sure. a lot. And I think hitting on Winnipeg was almost brought us the win a little bit as well. Just their spirits are already so low, but then uh, just make them even more nervous when they try to touch the puck, which they hardly did. But uh, if you hit him even more, Romov is fine. He's, he's just young. I think he's got to get some more experience and he's fit in the lineup fine. But I yeah. don't think he'll get more time after Petrie's back. I think it's a good piece to just fall back on in, in case there's mm-hmm. an injury and stuff like that. But yeah, it's. When it comes down to to the last two rounds of playoffs, you want your veterans in there, and you don't want to take a chance on on a young guy. But he's gonna get there eventually. Like he's got so much talent, and mm-hmm. he's gonna fit in very nicely with Montreal's defensive core in the coming years. He's got that. He'll be on the team long. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Long term. Yeah. yeah. For, first line power play once once Weber and and Petrie get old, so uh, he'll he'll be great. If he even had one year of experience before, like if this was his second season, he would have absolutely been 
in the lineup every game. I don't know over who, but he would have been in the lineup. We probably wouldn't have even traded for like Augustuson because we would have had a Romanov. Do you like Gustafson? Because he's a sneaky player. Because he, I think he put up like, I don't know how many points, but a lot of points on Philadelphia two years ago. And he was like was a power. Chicago or was it Philly? Was Ch- oh, sorry. It was Chicago. He was traded to Philly, yeah. Right. It was Chicago. Yeah. You're right. I was like, I think the year that, that Kane and Debrinket went off as well. Yeah, you're like 60 points. I had him on my fantasy team. I was like, yeah. this Gustafson guy's amazing. <laughs> Where did he come from? Yeah, he's, he's putting up a lot of points. I don't know what happened in Philly. Has he Not been playing? well. Has he been playing in, in the Winnipeg series? Because I know he played like... Yeah, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's I think he literally good... scored in the last game there, game four. Okay. Yeah, the I first think he, goal. he's another good addition that Montreal added. A bit of a sneaky guy with some offense um, on the mm-hmm. back end. So that's nice. And I think he was on uh, Chicago's power play. I think it's he was. I got so many points, oh, yeah. He was so. on the first line power play. Yeah. 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 So yeah, that, I I really like their defensive core, and they got the depth with with Romanov. And if Gustafson doesn't play on the bench, that's really really good depth. Um, you have Merrill there, who's you know who's I don't really know much about Merrill, but I know he's kind of. I think of he was a, a devil at some point too. I think he started his career off with the Devils and then went to Detroit. Okay. Um, yeah, but I don't he's know. He's a defensive minded guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they they got a bunch of those guys, so uh, they they're in good shape defensively, but. Yeah, let's let's talk about Colorado or Vegas. Who would you rather face? Um, it's it's tough either way. It's gonna be tough either way. But who, in your eyes, gives Montreal a better shot to win and advance to the Stanley Cup final? I think I would have to go Vegas. I think I would rather play Vegas. Colorado is just too offensive minded, almost like Toronto is, but. I don't know. They don't have a Kale McCarr. You can say they have a Morgan Riley, but McCarr is yeah, even way more better. so yeah. mm-hmm. offensive-minded. And their power play is just scary. Like, they have McKinnon. <laughs> I don't... You could say Matthews is up there as in goal-scoring, but McKinnon's also equally a playmaker. Yep. Um, Vegas is... is I don't know. We're, we're built similarly, and I think with Price and the way we're playing right now with our confidence, we could shut them down pretty well their depth is pretty similar to ours but i think we would just shut down their bottom lines and we have Corey Perry who scores apparently every game um on the fourth line so you end up with the fourth lines facing each other you're almost looking at a goal every time maybe yeah yeah maybe colorado uh, is is kind of locking some or sorry vegas is locking some some depth there maybe. i was looking at the stats too like what's Kerry price's record when we when montreal scores three it's really high. It's like 14 wins and zero losses or something like that. Wow. So when Munch- when Montreal scores three goals, they win. And I don't know how far that goes back, but it's like, I think it's like 14 playoff games. Um, okay. And over the season against Winnipeg, we scored 3.1 goals a game. So I was like, okay, if on average against the, however many games it was 10 or nine, if we score three goals every game, who, why do we lose this ever? Yeah, we should theoretically win this. It's and against Toronto, we scored, I think, two point something goals a game. Mm -hmm. So we squeeze that, we squeeze out that series, obviously. Yeah. But um, I was looking at the stats for uh, Vegas in the last, we've only played them six times since 2017. And none of those teams had um, Petrangelo on it. Right. But the stats are like we scored 3.8. Or sorry, four point two goals against them a game. 
in those in those six games while also letting 3.8 in okay a lot of goals there yeah high scoring where colorado in the six in six games just to keep the numbers similar 1.7 goals for and 2.2 against we're two wins and four losses yeah and vegas vegas were five wins one loss that's interesting that's a really good stat wow okay um i guess heading back to that first stat first of all if they score three goals they have a good shot at winning I yeah. guess it, it doesn't matter about Colorado's offense too much then. It's about can they get by Grubauer. Grubauer is going to be the key. Mm-hmm. Who would you rather face as a goalie? I think that <laughs> might be the better question because like Grubauer has had a phenomenal season, a very phenomenal mm-hmm. season. Um, mm-hmm. Best in the caliber. And you got Fleury on the other side, slash Robin Leonard if they choose to go to him at some point. Mm-hmm. Three very good goalies that you're facing. But I think Grubauer might have a bit of some weakness to him. Just the fact that he hasn't made it this far in the playoffs. Yeah. He's a bit of a smaller goalie too, right? Mm-hmm. A and bit as, more inexperienced. Well, Vegas is up in this series. If Colorado comes back, For sure. I got to think that Grubauer just has just even a slight bit of doubt now. It's like, okay, I didn't play as well as I thought. And now we're facing Montreal and facing, I'm facing Carey Price. If you're thinking goalie battles, it's got to be a tinge of doubt for him um it's also like isn't would you say jack campbell's like rubauer like kind of like not like the front man they, they look they kind, kind of in the similar back. yeah they, they do now seem suddenly kind of they're they are the front man and they gotta they gotta save their team yeah i know i think grubauer's had like i wouldn't compare him to jack campbell because grubauer has been the starter there for what three seasons i think now so he mm-hmm. does have he's yeah. had a few more games under his belt but just the, sure. in, the inexperience in the playoffs because he was injured last year in, in the playoffs for Colorado in the bubble. It was like, uh, it's Michael Hutchison. Michael Hutchison was, <laughs> was in it because, uh, cause Fran, Francis got injured as well. For all uh, Francis, that's the guy. Okay. Yeah. So I, I think, yeah, it was like Hutchison and I feel like someone else, they must've had someone else in there as well, but, um, Francis yeah. was very relevant for them though, too. Yes, right? he was. Yeah, so that was another guy. But Grubauer has always kind of been around Colorado and done well. Exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and he and he's had like kind of that similar story to Campbell. He was the backup on on Washington um, for a few years. I think it was was it behind? It couldn't have been Varlama. That's too long ago. I, I know Holtby, I, that name's I in my head, but Holtby. Yeah. That makes more sense. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I think it would be a challenge either way. I would probably rather face. Grubauer though other than Fleury because I think Fleury's yeah. just a beast when it comes to to playoff time and he has the three cups and even Robin Leonard too like I don't know what's wrong with Leonard like he hasn't had the best playoffs but mm-hmm. last season in the bubble he was a rock you weren't scoring anything he, by him he was the guy yeah yeah did he play game one in the Colorado series and nothing after um I I think he might have played one? in game two okay he played in game one for sure and then obviously let in like however many goals it was yeah oh my goodness it was crazy yeah um, well i don't know why they should have just started flurry i thought i thought flurry was was pretty good enough to uh, to start because flurry ended that series in round one yeah he did yeah um so after, i don't yeah. know give him that extra day or two of rest or just like all right leonard time to prove yourself remember remember last year when you were sick all right yeah, go ahead uh-huh. and do that again yeah exactly yeah, that's the problem when you have a, a tandem. It, it's tough to, to make that decision. Yeah, he, he, Lander started game one. He let in seven goals. Um, and Fleury didn't even, 
come in as a backup in that game. Like he just Leonard played the full game. So maybe maybe Fleury was maybe dealing with an injury or something. Yeah, maybe Leonard was just vocal as well. Like uh Yeah. Coach, I, I need to play. It's like, all right, you can play. And when you let in seven goals, you're staying in that. Exactly. Yeah. And then yeah, Fleury came in in game two. He had an eight eighty save percentage. So like not amazing. Yeah. But and they lost that game as well in mm-hmm. overtime. But he kept them in it last night though. Um, I don't know if you're watching any of last night game, but they were down two nothing, um, and Colorado oh, yeah, was just yeah. dominating. Colorado was dominating in the in the second period, but Fleury only led in in two, um, or I think mm-hmm. it was only one in in the second period in total. Um, but he was outstanding. He kept the minute, and then mm-hmm. Vegas just mounted that comeback uh, in the second. And it was, I was driving home, so I had to listen to the third period on the radio, but. I was listening to the Colorado announcer and the amount of times he was going, oh, oh it's saved. It's like, <laughs> Flurry's playing really well right now, obviously. Oh, yeah. Flurry stands on his head. So so, so you're going Vegas. Vegas is... I gotta go Vegas just because of the six games we played against them. We've scored so many goals. And I don't know. That's that's far back. That's to 2017. And, and, and it's also regular season. It's also regular, regular season. season. Who says that Price played those games? Who says that Flurry played those games, right? Um but I think Vegas just as we're so similarly built to them and the guys, the guys are ready to score right now. We're scoring. We're playing defense. Habs are playing perfect hockey right now. They're not, yeah. they're not allowing like hard chances. Winnipeg got 14 or 16 shots on price in game four. That's miserable. It's amazing that the Habs even were able to shut them down that well. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's gonna be a challenge either way, Vegas mm-hmm. or or Colorado. Um, yeah. I guess I am leaning towards Vegas as well, um, just because they don't have that star power up front, and I think Montreal can definitely capitalize on that. And mm-hmm. and if they score three goals, like you said, they might have a good shot at at winning. And and I think Price has a much better chance of of playing well against Vegas than he does Colorado because there's just so much star power there. Um, I think Colorado's more deep. Than Vegas as well, both mm-hmm. offensively, probably, probably defensively as well, um, and not not goaltending wise, but in the playoffs mm-hmm. you really only need the one goalie, um, and yeah, it's probably the same reason. But I have a feeling that if they play Colorado, it could be a very lopsided series. And I'm not saying that like Colorado wins it in five or, or four. Yeah. But it could be the other way around as well. Montreal wins really? it in like four or just five. Just suddenly figure out Grubauer. If they figure out Grubauer, and also if they if they just shut down um, that top line for for Colorado, because like you said, that the teams are so different. <laughs> like their their playing styles are so different. It's not gonna mm-hmm. be, pro- it's probably not gonna be like a seven game series because of that. It's gonna be kind of lopsided. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So if Montreal is able to maintain the Colorado offense. Maybe they get it done in like six games potentially, and and it doesn't yeah, go to yeah. seven. But I think fair, that, yeah. that one against Vegas, though, I think that's it's like so neck and neck that the playing styles of the teams that's yeah. like destined for for seven games. A seven game. That's fair. Yeah, that's a good point. That yeah. is a good point. No, you know, but it's, it's if I were you, I would, really. I would, I would take Vegas though for sure. Like, because like <laughs> I said, Colorado, if if they get by Carey Price, um. Mm. I think it's much easier to get um, into a goalie's head than to like the overall like offensive core's head, right? Like if you get by yeah. Carey Price, 
then then it's uh it's kind of game over for Montreal. One he, person versus on twenty head. of them. Yeah, yeah, straight up. You know, so. just have some fourth liner to suddenly be a hero and like Kiwi rank Ranta for <laughs> last year, <laughs> right? Oh yeah, well, yeah like uh, a hat trick, right? Somebody, yeah, yeah, yeah. All of a sudden, so uh, it's tough to get in prices head, but Grubauer I think is a bit easier just because the not in the league as well and as long, sorry, and you know it's literally carry price. Um. Yeah, maybe Colorado is a better one. It's it's a pick your poison, and we're also assuming that like Montreal could shut down that impossible line that yeah. Colorado has. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like I gotta let him score a goal a game or something, and I, we'll I see think, what we can do. I think also like when's Kadri coming back? Because you gotta think, look at that, I know, right? Yeah, because he's he's that. not a he's not a nobody. He can. If he doesn't get suspended, mm-hmm. he's not a nobody. If he well, he comes back, he gets suspended again. Watch, <laughs> watch that happen. But no, like Dick he's Evans a, comes back or something, and then uh, runs into him. <laughs> maybe, yeah. Just just he, he already has the concussion. It can't get any worse. Just takes a hit. I don't know. I don't know when Kadri's back. That's a good point. I forget when he even got suspended, but he's serving eight games. Well, if this um, series goes seven, then. Yeah, I think he might even be eligible for Game Seven because it was an eight-game suspension, right? What, what did he get the suspension for in the first place? I oh, it was against Falk, but I don't remember yes. what game that was. I think it was like earlier on, maybe like Game Three or something. But I, I would think he's yeah. either back for Game Seven or back for uh, Game One. Like, yeah, the next series. It, it seems like that would make sense. It's got to be soon. Yeah, because it, it has been uh, quite some time. Um, yeah when Kadri's back that is definitely another factor that's that's huge the hitting the, like, the even the just scoring in general he'll be eligible to return for a potential game seven on Saturday if uh, Colorado and and uh well in Vegas so goes seven serving his eighth game then tomorrow or Correct. whenever they play next well okay. so he's he's back for uh for that mm-hmm. round to start um and yeah, we're still talking about Colorado though. When they're down in the, the series, I think Vegas honestly will probably take it today. Yeah. Or whenever they play, sorry. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah. Really? Um, they're up. They're up three, three, two in the series, and Flurry's playing like Flurry, and they're going to Vegas, and yeah, Flurry's on a hot streak. They just came back three games, so I don't see how they don't shut that down in Vegas too. That's Colorado's true. gotta be in their uh, heads a little bit. Like we're talking about how sure. we can get into Colorado's heads. I. I think they're already there. They were right. They just lost three games in a row. That's crazy. Play, playoffs are so weird. Like Colorado <laughs> swept in their first round, and then they won the first two games of this series. They won mm-hmm. six in a row, and then yeah. you lose three. Like, and then mm-hmm. it just completely switched. You're, you're down three two. You're you're facing elimination now. Um, they're but, they're Montreal, except like they started that way and we ended that way. Yeah, we just won exactly. seven in a row. Exactly. Hopefully um, it didn't actually end that way. Hopefully it keeps going. And it's hopefully like a, it keeps going. Yeah, they just yeah. get reverse swept now. They just get swept in in the next. I want round. like a fifteen game win streak. I I want to say like we talked about the rest period for Winnipeg earlier. Mm-hmm. Montreal is gonna have a little bit of time off now. If especially yeah. if the Vegas and Colorado series go seven, that pushes it to Saturday. They ended their series on on Monday, so they're gonna yeah. have a, like a full six, week six day. probably. Yeah. We don't I know. I think what, I was looking at it. It's gonna be if it was if they finished it as soon as possible, Montreal would have like a four day break, I think. It's already two no, days really? now. It's already two days now. 
Yeah. Um, it could be finished tomorrow, yeah. which would be three days. And then let's say a break after that is four. Do they play right after Saturday? two days from then? Hmm. Saturday? They I already have, have a game like scheduled. Because the, they have to travel to the States. So mm-hmm. there's no quarantine or anything, right? But I feel like that it might take a little bit of like an extra day or two to yeah, get them there or something. Couple, or... Yeah, even if the league is for some reason, so it's just give them an extra day and then you get the travel and stuff like that. Yeah. Sure, maybe you had a couple extra days. So we're looking maybe like almost minimum a week then? Six it could days? Be a week. Seven days, yeah. If the series uh, ends game seven on Saturday, maybe it starts Tuesday of next week. So that's a, mm-hmm. a week and a day. That's eight days off. Or no, sorry. That's a week yeah. off. That's a week off. I, I still think I stand on like the whole color or Columbus Tampa kind of thing uh, where we clawed and scratched our way out of the Toronto series. I think Montreal is still kind of riding on that high, I guess, or that confidence is a better way to put it. I, I don't think the rest factor is going to be an issue like it was for Winnipeg because they just cruised through Edmonton and then they rested. Right. They really didn't know what it was like to play adversity. I think Montreal has with Toronto and sort of with Winnipeg. They had what, one overtime game but they still had to sort of fight for that series that's true um as easy as it i honestly looked i think it was like 60 percent, 70 percent expected win every single game for montreal based on like the core c or something like like that uh but i don't think i mean we're getting petrie back the rest the rest is gonna be good for him for all the guys because they just played 11 games in 19 days that's true for those two series like so rest is good for them and they won a series with toronto so i think that's got to pump them up a bit they got to be riding off that for sure i think they'll and they've been the underdogs in every single series that they're going to be on the underdogs again and i think they're riding off that too they're ready to play well said yeah we'll see if they are they need you in the dressing room to 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 say that uh before (laughs) in game three but you need uh, your podcast on the tvs in there Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's hope uh, Ducharme puts it on. But uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about their offseason plans, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Is that too negative? Should we talk about their offseason plans if things don't about go their well? way? Or, yeah. No, I'm good to talk about it. Yeah. We can, yeah, we can get into that a little bit. Um, I don't want to keep you for that, that long because um, mm-hmm. we got to talk some Leafs as well. And mm-hmm. uh, I want to get your predictions for the rest of these playoffs. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. If I guess win or lose, win or lose for the Canadians, yep. there's going to be some changes. There's going to be off season. Yeah, there, there's going to be a big off season coming up, and we already know like they've got Price locked up for long, long, a long term, and mm-hmm. and Weber as well getting paid a lot of money. Um, but then we got uh, Caulfield now coming up, Romanov coming up, uh, Kotkaniemi yep. is is flourishing, Suzuki flourishing. What do you think is on Montreal's bucket list heading into the off season? It uh, doesn't matter if they win or lose. They they have a few uh, key UFAs, and I, I have them here. Uh, people like, well, Tatar. He's not even playing right now. He's, he's a healthy scratch. Yeah. He's getting paid $4.8 million. That's more than Tafolius. Yeah. Um, Deneau is going to be a UFA. He's a, but only being paid $3 mil. So I don't think Tatar is going to stay. No, he's gone um, for sure. Yeah, so that's kind of that money right there for Deno. You got you clear up seven point area right there and Deno yeah. will probably fetch at least five, if not six. Jeez, that's hard. Just because he's he's a selkie he's a selkie guy. He's always in like that top five voting of selkie. 
think last year he was fourth or fifth. Yeah. Um, and he didn't score as much as he should have to get paid the big dollars, but he's still going to get at least five. What's Hyman getting? He's a similar player. He's going to get five plus, yeah. Yeah, yeah. well, and, and also Deneau's a center, which is key. So yeah. you would expect – I don't know if they go to six for Deneau, though, just because of the offense. He, he can't really mm-hmm. – and he's a first line center too on on the yeah. apps. If well, it's, you could look at Suzuki, yeah. I guess, right? As as even the, more reason for him to be like, I'm your first line. I, I'm exactly. your second line. That's Where is I'm my saying. five mil? So that's a couple extra bucks for him. Uh, Army is a UFA. We have to keep him. I think he's so key for that fourth line, third line, whatever he's on. Yeah. Uh, he's only getting paid two point six. Okay. It's fine for him. He's yeah. He's, that's probably it's probably gonna be around there. I think it'll it'll still yeah. be around there. Maybe like Maybe three like mil three point five, yeah, something like that. Maybe, uh, yeah. Stall, Eric Stall's gone. He's just a playoff guy for this this run, I think. How much Harry. is he making? How much is uh, you know how much Stall's making? We're whatever he's getting paid in Buffalo, and I think they're retaining fifty. I think he's getting oh, paid one point six. Ah, um, I don't know. It's, well, I wonder. You know, if if they happen to go on a cup run and maybe mm-hmm. Stahl wants to come back, he takes a cheap deal to play like yeah, third line like center a one mil or something. Yeah. What was Marlowe getting paid that one year? Was he getting a one mil, seven hundred k even? Uh, yes. The Leafs. No, yeah. uh, no. On the Leafs, he was getting paid a lot. That's why they traded him. <laughs> um, but but then he went <laughs> right. That first went, round pick. Yeah, exactly. And then he went to San Jose, or oh, did he? You know, he went to yeah, he went to San Jose. Yeah. And then he got I'm traded back. to Pittsburgh and then he went back to San Jose, something like that. That sounds correct. That sounds yeah. crazy. Yeah. It was around like 700K. Yeah. Uh, Perry, I hope we keep 750K. I think he could almost get a raise to a mill. That's a he great sign. He's so important for that yeah. fourth line. Uh, Gustafson is a UFA. I think we probably let him go. Romanov will just take his spot like permanently. Lekin okay. uh, and Kokaniemi are RFAs and have to be signed. Ooh. And Kalkanim is coming off his ELC. Right. Um, I don't know what he gets. He's he's important, but we sent him down to the AHL because he was struggling. I don't think he'll get as much as he wants. You know, it's definitely going to be like a a bridge deal for sure. Mm-hmm. I could see like maybe like two a three years. three by three or something. Uh, yeah, I could see a three by three. I, I feel like it could be even less than that. I think it could be like two yeah. year deal, maybe two times two point seven five or something, because he hasn't really mm-hmm. proven much in the league yet i don't know if he deserves to be getting paid a ton of money like especially because he's probably going to be wanting a long-term deal and the money like he's going to be wanting like three and a half i would say for like five years he wants that big boy contract but i don't know if he's gonna get it yeah exactly no he he's too young i think he's still 20 years old yeah 20 so it's like you could still sign him for seven years and still have him as a rfa Right. Unless it's over 27. I forget what it is. I think um, it is 27. Um, yeah, he's not going to get what he wants. I think you'd sign him for like a two. If he proves it there, you can still sign him for a four after or five after that and keep him as RFA. That's right. probably what will happen. Maybe do like two, three by threes or something like that if he doesn't yeah. do it after three. Yeah, they'll definitely bring him back. And then Lekkanen, I'm sure they'll they'll figure something out there. Yeah, he's him. getting paid two point four i have um and i think that sounds about right for him he's kind yeah of, he's playing on the first line now but he doesn't he's not a scorer he's kind of a smaller than oh he's more defensive minded a little bit yeah. gritty 
Yeah, he he can maybe get a raise by like a couple hundred thousand, but yeah. that's it. Three mil, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's that. So off season, there's there's a bit to do. I think uh, with Tatar clearing four point eight and uh, and giving Dano a bit of a raise, we're gonna clear a couple mil. I think so too. Yeah. It, no, it's gonna be a busy off season for sure, and I definitely think like depending on what they do mm-hmm. at these rest of the playoffs, it's gonna change it a little bit. Um, players are it's maybe not so much from the management point of view but from a player's point of view like who actually mm-hmm. wants to stick around and play like a parry like a stall bringing those maybe jonathan drew and asked for a trade because he's on ltir right now because he's not oh playing. yeah yo I, I completely forgot about jonathan drew <laughs> where was this yeah. guy yeah uh he's on like personally for undisclosed All reasons. right Okay. Be it, you know, I don't want to speculate on that. Obviously, that's not fair. Uh, but no, he's not playing. He's, f- he's wow. catching five and a half. I completely forgot about him. That's a so his money's buried right now. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Clear to tar, but then you throw Druin back in, or he asks for a trade if that's what he wants. Who knows? Who knows what he's right. what's happening with him right now? Interesting. Okay, so yeah, it should be a very interesting offseason then for for Bergevin and um, yeah. Let's move on to the Leafs. Let's talk let's talk mm-hmm. some Leafs. Um, what is wrong with the Toronto Maple Leafs? And we witnessed it firsthand. You as a Habs mm-hmm. fan, me as a Leafs fan in this series, uh, blowing a 3-1 series lead. Um, I haven't really talked about the Leafs since that loss. Like literally the day <laughs> after, or that night actually, that the night that they lost, I did a reaction video on this channel. Go check it out if you haven't already. Um, it did pretty well. I don't know if you've seen, I did two Leafs reaction videos for game six and game seven. They're called mm-hmm. Leafs rants and they've gotten like a combined seven K views on, on. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And I think the, I clicked on one, but I didn't see the views on it, but that's, that's gotta be a good <laughs> video to have out on your channel for sure. And the comment section is just all Habs fans just ripping it. So you'd love it. You'd love to read it. Just, just go I'll throw just in go. the comments. Oh no, yeah. Maybe defend us a little bit. <laughs> so like, hey, I'm a Habs fan, but you don't have to rip them this hard. Uh yeah. I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, oh man. Yeah, watch the video first, I guess, and then and then mm. decide on what to comment. But um in your Beliefs. opinion, yeah, in your opinion, what is the matter with this team? Is it the players? Is it the the way the roster is formed? Is it just the mindset? Just the is it all in their heads? Is it all a mental thing? um it's yeah it's that it's gotta be mindset it's gotta be mental i think also the Leafs are just soft like they i never thought they would they're they're not winning the stanley cup this year i was always thinking that they're just too soft for the playoffs uh they don't hit enough well they hit they know they hit fine they hit enough they hit a little bit but they're just a bit too soft i think montreal leads the league and hits per game on average at like 30 point something Mm-hmm. And I just knew that we could probably bully the Leafs enough to maybe win the series initially. But I was thinking like the Leafs will probably be able to score through a couple rounds. But I think once they start facing the, the teams that got deep, uh, they're going to end up with the teams like Colorado, Vegas, Tampa, Boston, Islanders who are hitting a lot. And that's when they're going to shut down. I think that's one aspect is the hitting. They're just a bit soft, but otherwise, a little bit's got to be mental. Mm-hmm. Marner Matthews still young. Yep. And uh, they've choked it a couple times already. For sure. Yeah. They've been in the playoffs. They have experience, but they have experience losing. So it's got to yep. be in the back of their minds now forever. That's like, I've never won a playoff series. I've always lost it. That's true. But 
they're still young. I don't know if, if they're necessarily the problem that much. Like, I think that whole mental block will finally be uplifted. And mm-hmm. it, it, it just takes a series win to, to do that. Because if you win a series, then your mindset will completely change. And mm-hmm. they'll get For past sure. it. It'll just be a big weight off their shoulders heading into, like, a second-round matchup. But yep. um, I don't know. Like, for, for those players, I don't think it's necessarily a big mental thing. Um, because they've only been in the league for for five years and they know that they're still young they're gonna get better they're only gonna get better and better Mm -hmm. um and um i think it'd be different if if these guys were like 28 29 or like 30 years old and they just lost lost five in a row they haven't won a playoff series yet that could be mental but because austin matthews is still 23 years old three years older than me i Mm -hmm. i don't think it's it's getting in his head too too much and i feel like if they surround them with like the a good good core around him as well it could Mm -hmm. it could be beneficial but um maybe it's the leadership problem then the core they surround the vets they surrounded them with are not not perennial losers but none of them have none of them have cups joe thornton doesn't have a cup and neither does um who's the other guy that they have spessa that's uh simmons i believe doesn't have a cup simmons doesn't have one 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 on the kings um yeah no, you're right. The guys that at Montreal added Perry and Stahl, those are legends, and they both have rings. I'm pretty sure. I don't uh, know. Stahl, Stahl doesn't Stahl have rings. Carolina. Uh, Carolina was six. So. I think. No, that was that's too long ago. That's like the Rod Brendamore era. I don't exactly though. Was Stahl, <laughs> Stahl there? I don't know. Was he? Actually, I I'm curious know. now, but I don't think so. Um, and then Perry in 07, I think. Eric Stahl. Um, uh, 2006 um yeah i don't know what, what the problem is honestly like i've been thinking about it for the past couple weeks like mm-hmm. and dubis is probably asking himself the exact same thing um but i think what they have decided to do is just kind of run with it just keep on pushing and we're gonna get it done that's what shanahan yeah. was saying in his exit press conference like this is the core we're not trading the big four we have confidence in them to get it done and we're gonna get it done and yeah it's painful hearing it as a leafs fan because it, it means yeah. that there's not going to be changes coming and they're just gonna make yeah. us sit through this once again and again and again until they actually get it done and there will be more pain ahead because there's no guarantee that this works next year heading mm-hmm. into the season with the exact same core four and without a zach hyman yeah. too because i don't think zach hyman's coming back he's gonna Stays. be you don't think saves I, I don't think they can afford him. Yeah. Like he would mm-hmm. want to stay, of course. But uh, unless he takes like a, a, a big discount, he's going to be probably upwards of five mil. And that's just not worth it. And like we can talk about some of their offseason moves. Like you look at Zach Hyman, he's playing on the top line with Matthews and Marner in the playoffs. And mm-hmm. he's a workhorse. No question. He's one of the best four checking players in the league. In my opinion, he's, he's very hungry on pucks and he's, he's good. Um, defensively he plays on the penalty kill uh, and he can play on the power play, but he can't shoot. He can't shoot <laughs> that is, and he can't really pass either. And I feel like maybe if you, you lose Hyman, right, it's not necessarily that bad of a thing. Cause then you find a replacement on that top line, maybe a guy who can, be that four checking guy, but also mm-hmm. a guy who is more skill based and can finish. And when Marner passes you the puck, he can actually bury it. Um, yeah, because Hyman yeah. had so many chances in that Hab series where he got the puck, clean looks on Price, just couldn't bury it, um, or it took too long with it, stuff like that. Didn't mm-hmm. know what to do with the puck. 
Um, and also, I think that if you lose some of that, um, I'll say effort, if you lose some of that effort that Hyman gives on that top line, it forces Matthews and Marner to play with more effort. To do more, yeah. yeah to do more. Sure. And I think that's yeah. only going to help them grow and, and get better at and make them like complete players. That's what the Leafs need to see yeah. out of, especially a guy like Mitch Marner. He's got to play with a bit more effort. He's got to finish his checks more. Um, he's got to be, um, yeah, just like all the attributes that Hyman was, like hungry on Marner's hands. a bit in his head. I think with like stuff like uh, him clearing out of the zone for that puck over glass penalty, that's just him in his head. He's just nervous to get hit there. Yeah. Um, it was like, oh boy, he has so much time. He has so much time and he just overthinking it. He's like, I don't want to get hit right now. Just need to send this and then doesn't thinking about it and it's over the glass and you do right away. And he still get bumped on that play too. Yeah. Like who cares? Um, it's the playoffs. You're going to get hit. And, and yeah. yeah, like even if you think you're going to get hit there, like I'm okay with him shooting it down the ice. Just, just don't shoot it out of play. <laughs> just shoot it like in the open area that nobody else is, is there. Like just keep it. Do in, you think in uh, Hyman is like Montreal's Brendan Gallagher? Gallagher uh, no, no. I, in front. Not as good. Not as like important as Gallagher is to the house, but he's still like a similar player. He's kind of in your face. He will dig into corners and stuff like that, push people around. I, I um, would love a Brandon Gallagher on, on the first line because he can score as well. Um, mm-hmm. And he's he's a bit more feistier than, than Zach mm-hmm. Hyman as well. Um, but yeah. also he's disciplined. He doesn't take like that many penalties. Um, yeah. I think like someone like him, a guy like maybe like a Travis Konechny on, on the Flyers, um, he yeah, was a healthy face, scratch yeah, for sure. in your face, yeah, Matthew but all- Kachuk even. Yeah, that's a bit of a stretch. I would love Matthew Kachuk. <laughs> like I would, I would do a, a Matthew Kachuk for for Mitch Marner trade if it if it was offered. Maybe not not one wow. for one, obviously, because I yeah. feel like we could definitely get plus there if we get if some we, picks back, save a lot in the cap as well. Definitely, yeah, um, yeah. yeah, exactly. Getting rid of that contract, but uh, I guess that that leads me to to my next question: Like, would you consider trading? one of the big four we know it's not going to happen like dubis has made it clear yeah well at least he's he's made it clear to the public that yeah he kind of has to say that that. right yeah Yeah, exactly exactly. they have to say that like bergeron was like we're not trading suban he's traded that summer like (laughs) it's i they gotta say that and i don't believe it i wouldn't i wouldn't be surprised if none of them get traded yeah but i also wouldn't be surprised if one of them does get traded because there's no way that they're not thinking about it that contract is bad and that's probably also why Hyman will end up leaving because he's not going to take a discount because like this guy didn't have to take a discount this guy probably is getting overpaid I'm I want my money too yeah I, the Leafs are really starting to realize now that their team is just solely based around four players because Hyman's yeah. going to be gone Morgan Riley's probably going to be gone too like in mm-hmm. free agency or via trade I think the Leafs really should consider trading him this offseason and you don't lose him. Riley? Yeah, because he's going to be wanting like, what, upwards of seven, I would assume. You can't What's afford that. Uh, five and a half? Yeah, he definitely gets more than that, if not eight, really. Yeah. Burns is somewhere around there. Exactly. Um, so you can't. Not putting him at the same points, but he's still the horse of that team. So. I don't think he's that caliber, though, to be honest as well. I don't think he... Because the Leafs look at him as a number one defenseman. He's not a yeah. number one defenseman. He's not. 
I mean, not for your team, he is. For, so for our team, he is. You could say, like, pay me like it. But yeah. <laughs> I'm still use examples of other teams and say, like, you don't do all of these things. That's why you're not getting $8 million. Um, And maybe right. Riley, just he's been there the longest. So maybe he really will take a, a, a team discount there. Like, I really uh, want to win with this team. It's going to be a really big team discount. I, I'm thinking now, like, the comparison, yeah. like, I'm looking at, like, Tory Krug. You can see the resemblances between a Krug and, and a Riley. And I think Krug got, like, mm. 8 mil. And Riley's going to want more than Krug. So, yeah, he's mm. gone. <laughs> you're not signing. <laughs> you're not signing Morgan Riley to, like, 8.5. There's no way. Um, Is he UFA this year or the next year? No, next year. Yeah, so okay. I think it, it makes sense to, to trade him, like, now find your yeah. replacements, get, get a year under their belts. Um, and, yeah. uh, and then, yeah, just move Hopefully on. Hopefully he's like Seth Jones, where he will tell you it's like I'm doing free agency next year. So you better think about my future here. Yeah. But maybe I'm playing this year, obviously, but I'm not going to be on this team next year. I'm letting you exactly. know that there's gotta be a conversation between him and, and Dubas. And, and we were talking about guys, um, like who have been here for a long time. Like, like Riley's been here since, like 2014 i don't think he was a part of the collapse in 2013 but is he not okay i thought he was i think yeah. but i thought he was like a one-year rookie or something like yeah that. he was on the team yeah. but he just didn't play or something or he, he was in the maybe he was back yeah. in junior or something okay i don't know um but yeah he's been Longest here for a long tenure, time though. yeah yep. exactly and and no success so maybe you do move on from a guy like that maybe that's like mm-hmm. the the Leafs DeRozan moment. Like you can't, I don't want to compare hockey to basketball at all, but yeah, but I think that DeRozan is more similar to Martin or Matthews. That's your For Lowry sure. and DeRozan right there. And you got to part with one of them and bring in <laughs> McDavid. Um, uh, but, no, <laughs> but like, that's, that's what Kawhi would be compared to. I guess you just suddenly like the best player in the league for your playoffs. Uh, maybe not a playoff guy. Maybe but... it's like an Eichel. Maybe Jack Eichel's the Kawhi Leonard. Eichel for Marner. I mean, I would do it for sure. I would do it, but I think uh, I think either team would do it. So bit of a shake players, up. yeah. Eichel wants out, and Marner like deserves out. I'm not. I don't actually mean that, but like that's what people will say. Just throw Eichel the on the wing. Throw Eichel yeah. on the wing with Matthews. It's pretty scary. That's very scary. That that's like that's a, a that's a Crosby Malkin moment, I guess. And then we got Tavares as well. <laughs> Tavares, yeah. <laughs> And Nylander, yeah, geez. One through a four. A cool reaction I saw for Tampa is um, the adversity that they faced with Columbus. The same, the core didn't change the next year. I think yeah. they added two people. I can't remember the names. Coleman um, and... Uh, Goudreau. Goudreau, yep. Yeah, they, they didn't change. They faced the adversity with Columbus. They were ready. They knew they deserved the cup that year, really. Uh, and they fought through it the next year, and they're like back to the playoffs, and we're doing it this time. All the same guys, except for two yeah. getting two new guys. I've seen that comparison, that's, but that's got to be not, the key for Toronto too. We're not Tampa though. That's the thing. No? I've seen the comparison, <laughs> but we're not there. Like, like you even said, like you didn't think that the Leafs would win the cup this year. They're they're too soft. I thought they could score, probably like score through a couple series, but I think once they end up yeah. facing those big boy teams, like you know the ones I named before, it's they were going to get bullied too much and they wouldn't do it. Yeah. And, and then that like, happened way earlier. But then like Tampa, right. They, they were already a, like a complete team against Columbus in that series. And they unfortunately lost Kucherov and, and Hedman mm-hmm. in that. And series. now they're complete and, and more. 
Yes. They're like 120% complete. They're set for the next 15 years with uh, with points and Kucherov and Vasilevsky. Like, he can single-handedly yeah, win you a cup. <laughs> like he... Yeah, you better hope the uh, the calf raises by whatever it is, 10, 20 mil in one year, because that's what they're over right now. Yeah, it's not. It's going to be flat. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be flat for, I think, maybe two years, something like that. So um, I wonder what happens then, because they got to shed something there. That's true. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. They'll probably move on from like maybe like a Sorelli or a Gord. Um, probably get, you'll probably like see an one. offer sheet if anything. That'd be cool. They can't afford to pay anybody. I'd like to see more offer sheets. Offer sheets are fun. Always fun. The Montreal Canadiens they they did the offer sheet on on Aho. Yeah, for, yeah, yeah, yeah. It didn't work out, they, but <laughs> I think that was the the Aho agent saying like Burge, like please help help me out, help me get some money for my client. To send yeah. one this way, um, but he front loaded that for a cash low team like mm-hmm. Carolina. Right, like he made the whole almost the whole contract signing bonuses, which they got to pay out in front in cash. And oh, that was sure. t- that's tough for Carolina. So maybe that was the only thing that would make Carolina say, "No, I can't match it. It's too much right. money. I'm a I'm a billionaire, but I don't I can't afford a few million in cash there." Yeah, it seemed like you really wanted out then, Aho. But hey, they're out yes, of the yeah. playoffs now. They're out. Montreal's <laughs> moving on. Um, let's let's talk about predictions for the mm-hmm. next uh, two rounds. And I assume there will be some bias. <laughs> Maybe about who <laughs> I, you think I try not to be biased. Win. I try not to be biased. Okay, well let's let's finish off with the second round first. Montreal. <laughs> in the second round even though they've already made it even though they've already won against Winnipeg. we'll go back and finish off everybody else yeah <laughs> all right vegas and and colorado uh yeah. vegas is up three games to two you go in vegas I, got, I think I, got, I have to say vegas i think they do it yeah flurry's on a hot streak they're in vegas yeah. and they figured out how to win they figured out colorado i think wow. that's it okay yeah. All right, Vegas. And they do it in six or seven? Yep, six. It's got to be done. It's done next game for sure. All right. Okay. I'll take uh, I'll take Vegas as well. Um, and I'll say they do it in seven games. They do it on okay. the road. Boston and New York, the Islanders. That's an interesting up. one. They're up 3-2. The Islanders, yeah. they got a chance to close it out tonight. How you feeling? Yeah, that's right. Uh, I Boston has been in the playoffs so much. They have seen this before. Islanders, I think, won their first series against Pittsburgh, what, a couple of years ago, and they swept them and then got swept. Um, uh, right. 2019. Yeah. Um, like that. I don't know. But this is a sort of a different Islanders team. They, they're they ready to win. I wouldn't be surprised if they can close it off tonight. But Boston is Boston. You got people like Marshan who just always show up in the playoffs. I have Boston on my bracket. I think they can still take it. I got to say Boston in seven. Okay. I'm going to say Islanders in six. I think from what I saw against Pittsburgh in the first round, their ability to close out the series at home in six games, mm-hmm. I think the exact same thing is going to happen tonight. Um, but it Boston is, I would say, more of a playoff team than Pittsburgh, so it will be tougher. But I mm-hmm. believe in Barry Trotz and his defensive style. The yep. Islanders okay. can, can get it done in front of their crazy crowd. I think they can finish it off tonight. But that's uh, true, yeah. Yeah. We'll see what happens there. But yeah, if it goes to seven, like Boston's pretty good in, in game sevens from you know the history. <laughs> of what we're if, if Boston wins game six, I think that gives them the confidence, like 
Ah, okay, we're good. We, yeah. we know who we are. We are de- our, our identities there. We can win game seven, no problem. I'll, I'll say that too, yeah. If, if the Islanders lose tonight, I, I would say Boston in, in game seven. But um, yeah, so moving on to round three, you would have mm-hmm. um, Tampa Bay against Boston. That's yep. a pretty good series. Um, I'll just say mine right away. Like I'm not betting against Tampa. I think Tampa's just too good. They're too good. Yeah. Yeah, they're just stacked. Uh, yeah, I I have to say Tampa even wins. <laughs> I want to jump on the subject. Yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna go. I was gonna say, gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> like, was gonna say too. too. They're, it's tough defending champs. Like they're just a complete team, and like yeah, well, we'll yeah, let's move on. So we got uh, in the other series, your Montreal Canadiens against the Vegas Golden Knights. So yeah, who loses to Tampa in the in the final? <laughs> Colorado or Vegas has got to be the hardest. Uh, yeah, exactly. Colorado or Vegas got to be the hardest challenge that Montreal will face, and I don't think Montreal can do it. I think they might win like a the first couple games and then pull the Colorado thing, where they'll end up losing a bunch after that. Really? I mean, the series yeah. isn't done. I think Montreal might, if they win the first game. Maybe that confidence stays high and they play well after that. But I think as soon as Montreal faces adversity, it's going to bring him down to earth a bit. And then we'll really see who the actual good team is. And it's not going to be Montreal winning that series. Mm-hmm. I think Vegas will probably take it. And then for Colorado, Tampa versus yeah. either of those teams, I think Tampa's way too complete. They're way too perfect. And then above that, even they're just so good. Yeah. And then I guess just like that, that Montreal Vegas series, like, it's really going to test how good that North division was. Was, yeah. yeah. Like how good these Canadian teams really are against like a juggernaut like like Vegas. And I hope Montreal doesn't get crushed in that series and lose in, in five games or something like that because mm-hmm. then people will say like – and then it changes the way that you look at the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Jets and all the yeah. other teams in, in the North and how far – how much further away they are from winning a Stanley Cup against these – great teams um but i i don't think it's gonna be that way though i think montreal has a little bit more um like like we're talking we're talking yeah yeah. we were talking about it earlier like yeah not necessarily fight but just the style that they play i think Mm -hmm. they they have a bit more of an identity than than the jets did than the leafs did to to get it done in the playoffs do i think they're going to win against vegas I, I wouldn't be counting them out. I would I would feel a lot yeah. more confident against Vegas than Colorado, that's for sure. And mm-hmm. like I said before, it could be a seven game series in that one. And that's a it's a toss up in a game seven. Yeah, you can't count Montreal out anymore. And they they're ready to fight against the underdog tag as they have been all playoffs already. Yeah. Like there was terrible takes of Winnipeg's Winnipeg in four or five and stuff like that. Yeah, um, I know, right? That's crazy. So, can't count Montreal out. I don't have as high confidence as I did against Winnipeg. For I sure. had lower confidence against Toronto, and I think this is going to be the hardest challenge, and we'll see what happens. I mm-hmm. think it could go long. Yeah. I just don't think that Montreal will take it. Okay. But I think it'll be – if it's Vegas, it'll be low – It'll be close games. I'm not going to say low scoring, but it'll be close every game, like five, yeah. four, four, three stupid scores like that. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I really want to say Montreal wins this. And like, it's very close to call. It. I'm debating back and forth, but 
the safer bet would be Vegas. They are the yeah. favorite heading into that series. Um, Maybe we're pulling yeah. a 2014 Kings, though. Not that we upset. Ah, we sort of upset the Leafs, I guess, like um, Sharks and the LA Kings when they were reverse swept. All right. Sharks were up three, and then Kings right, won those right. four, and then they won the Cup that year. Uh, I don't know. Maybe we're pulling the Kings, and we're just suddenly – we figured it out. We're just playing perfect hockey, and – Maybe we do it. I, I Montreal versus like, Tampa, though, still. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. No, yeah, there's yeah. there's, there's yeah. no chance. T- Tampa's too good. I will say Tampa wins the cup. But, uh, and yeah, like, I'm just trying to picture it. Like, can I see a Montreal-Tampa Stanley Cup final? I could see a Montreal-Boston Stanley Cup final. But I don't know oh, about it. I hope it. that happens, yeah. You hope that happens. Oh, my goodness. Montreal-Boston, of course. I wouldn't Everyone take wants to see that. You want to see want that, that? I would love Everybody to see Everybody wants it. a Montreal-Boston yeah, but wow, like, maybe like that's five, kind six of, years ago. But <laughs> for, for me, that's saying, do I want a Leafs in Boston Cup final? I don't want to see that. That'd be heartbreaking because uh, we'd lose. I mean, we don't, I don't live in Boston, so I can, I can, that's true. I can take it. But losing against Toronto when I'm living in Toronto, that's right. rough. Right, right. Um, I think it would just be cool for the league. You see like two original six teams, two teams that have hated each other for a hundred years, I guess. So definitely. That would be like good for TV. Yep. Um, that's gonna be boring though. Tampa's gonna make it anyway. Yeah, yeah. Tamp- Tampa will make it. Tampa will probably win, unless like the only team that I could see upsetting them would probably probably be Colorado if Colorado manages to pull off the comeback here against against Vegas. Um, but even the Vegas, Ve- Vegas could do it too. But I, I want to see a Colorado Tampa final. I get, I think that's the final that people want to see. The the clear two best teams going head to head, who comes out on top. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'll go Vegas. Yeah. I'll go Vegas over Montreal in seven games. Mm-hmm. And then um Tampa over Vegas in six, I think. Yeah, that's fair. That's uh that's fair. Yeah. Um that does it for the show. That does it for the show. Luke, thank you very much for, for coming on. Anything else you want to touch on or say? Any crazy prediction you have? Any hot take that you want to give? Um, yeah, anything. <laughs> uh, who who gets uh, exposed for the Seattle draft in Toronto? Hyman? Uh, Anderson. Anderson's gone. Anderson might be gone like he will be exposed for sure that they're not going to protect him um does seattle want anderson there might be some better options out there like a jake um, allen nah <laughs> maybe uh <laughs> like what what about like uh, a Braden holthy in in vancouver um yeah I, I feel like anderson could go to uh, the penguins i i've heard some some rumblings about that i've heard the rumblings in the past too if he he's a free agent I think the Penguins need more of a steady veteran type goalie. Um, and Jari just wasn't cutting it. So maybe they go after him. Campbell is Toronto's future goalie for the next year, at least, That's, obviously. Yeah. That, yeah. yeah Anderson is done yeah. in Toronto. I agree with that. Yeah. It sucks that yeah. it's coming to an end, but yeah, that, that's a good Hardly way to put- a hot take, really. Yeah. Not really a hot take. Um, actually, I, I had a hot take earlier on this year saying that Montreal would win the cup. That, that's that was my hot okay. take. Okay, that's, like, that's uh, a great one. I think it's back in like December or something. Um, I said like if they get by the North Division, they go on to mm-hmm. win the Cup. Uh, so I don't know. I'm we'll okay see. with that. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see if that happens. But um, 
yeah, maybe Anderson does go to Seattle and, and maybe you're right about that. And yeah, we'll wrap it up there. So thank you guys very much for, for watching. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Uh, follow Luke on social media. I'll put his Instagram in the description below. Follow his YouTube channel as well. He posts uh, some Warzone clips and highlights with, with Matt. Uh, I, I watched like a couple of them last night, actually. I, I heard you, you mentioned like the Canadians, like in the beginning of it. Mm. Like you talk, <laughs> you talk. You said did, like did I talk, was I talking about it? Oh, yeah, you said like hockey, it was. So it was like go. their their first uh, sweep since like I don't know the 19, 1990 or something nineteen ninety four. In the second round, yeah, 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 since yeah ninety three so. when we won a cup, yeah. Okay, cool. So yeah, that'll be all in the description. Um, and yeah, we'll see you guys next time. And yeah, peace.